Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 28, Minute 28. Linda is, I think, heading back to the living room. Tracy is in the living room. Uh, The killer, I think, is in Linda's bedroom. Chris has gone to Linda's bathroom. Tommy is in Linda's bedroom, taking off his shirt. And Billy is literally, at this moment, sneaking in the front door. Oh, I'm Dan, by the way. Enjoy. This might be one of the shorter uh, discussions, minute-wise. There are only five shots in the minute. That opening shot, which is from the previous minute of Billy sneaking, and I love that music. Kind of like a Bee Gees kind of rip-off kind of thing, because, yeah, that makes sense to have that playing right there. I, I, don't, I don't know why that's playing right there. Like, the first strike... When the first strike is playing in Linda's bedroom, the music plays the the plays over it, which means that is it diegetic, non-diegetic? I forget which one it is, but that means the first strike is being heard by people in the room, and the the synths are being heard by us. So they think they're having a rocking good time with first strike, but actually there's evil on the prowl. Oh boy! But but where is that music? in the foyer uh, coming from. Or whatever it's doing. I mean, they don't have a stereo playing there, do they? Now, I know I know that um, when I was growing up, my my uh, best friend was Mark Kawadi, and his ma was Donna, very nice lady, very nice family. And she used to, for whatever reason, I'd never seen this before, we never, we never did it. And occasionally I do this now. She would leave, um, in the kitchen, she would leave a little light on and a radio playing all night long. Now, it wasn't rocking. It was generally more like um, uh, jazz or, or, or um, like a oldie. Uh, like a, not, not, not oldies, like, like um, I showing my age, like, like 50s, 60s oldies. But oldies like, you know, Sinatra tunes from the 40s, 50s, stuff like that. Um, but they would always, which... which um, I, I found slightly strange the first time I went over there to, to sleep over for a night because it was like at one point I had to get up and I wanted to get a glass of water so I went down to the kitchen I thought oh somebody's up and I, everything was playing and I went back up and I said hey Mark what's what's going on there the radio's on oh my mom always leaves that on 
she always leaves that on. She likes. She knows that uh, you know folks do go to the kitchen during the middle of the night, and um, she wanted to sort of welcome you if you if you're not sleeping or you have trouble sleeping or something like that. You know, you it's a place you can go to where it's not super dark and you don't have to sneak around if you want a midnight snack or or something like that. I always thought that was lovely. We never did that in our house. Um, we we don't really do that here my my wife sometimes will fall asleep on the couch and leave the tv on all night um this isn't quite the same uh and, but there have been times like when i have um like my wife's been out of town and i put on like in our back room like some old time radio shows like some bomb and ray or dragnet or vic and sade or something like that and just let those run all night because that's fun but well, this is what this is an aid of is this is me um, sharing an anecdote because uh, I haven't thought about the Kawadis in ages. Oh, we used to have fun, um, but uh, but but no. I, uh, what I'm saying is that I think could it could it possibly be that um, there's a room nearby where like the Sicklers put on a little music. That's I mean, lights are on in the house. I mean, all the lights seem to be on in the house. I don't. I have no idea what time it is. I mean, in my mind, it's. It's 11, 11.30, something like that. I mean, the way they're talking about how late it is, you know. Um, you know it's, and, and it being, you know, if school, if school is out, you know, it's, it could even be midnight for all I know. I, I, I can't, I can't, I have no sense of time with this movie at all uh, through most of it. And so I can't really gauge where we stand there. But, 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 um, I, that's my theory, is that the music is playing on a little radio in a nearby room, and it's sort of like, and they leave their front door open, so they, you know, they must expect people to randomly walk in, so it's like, when they walk in, we want to know that they're being welcomed in. That ain't first strike, baby. That ain't first strike. I want that album anyways. I want the last slumber, I'm, I guess the last slumber party, that would be a pretty hefty it would end up being like, I guess, like the Rock and Roll Nightmare, the full soundtrack, not the Edge of Hell soundtrack, just with just the ten songs, the full one with all the synth stuff and the dialogue snippets and all the songs and those new strange songs that um, Thor recorded for it. Um, but that, I guess, that's would be it. Would be all the so far five? Did I say five songs from uh, the First Strike album? Uh, whatever these other songs are that we're playing. Let's go out tonight. You remember from the, the classroom scene in this song. And there will be all the synth score. I bet we could. You get at least an hour's worth of awesome out of that. Because, like I said, there are times when one music is playing and the other plays over it. So we've got overlapping music, which I love. But, uh, well, let's talk about the minute. Not much. Ha- no, it's funny. Not much happens in the minute, but something very big happens in the minute. First shot is, oh, I sound like we're doing One Minute with Night of Horror again. You guys remember that one? Oh, I miss One Minute with Night of Horror. I miss I miss Night of Horror, even though I'm looking at the video VHS box right here. Ah, Night of Horror. One more soldier. Mm-mm. How many more? Oh, lost to the other side. Only that, and nothing more. All right, eight more minutes of song. Oh yeah. So what happens in Last Slumber Party though? This is a different, different. This is Volume Four of my minute by minute podcast. I don't know that I'm, Volume Four. Great Sabbath album, baby. Great Sabbath album. I guess Zeppelin 
is sort of their volume four and a security is sort of Peter Gabriel's volume four. So it's all, all good stuff. Um, uh, let's see. And of course the fourth circus devils album, uh, uh, is called five. Uh, so first shot, Billy, second shot is, um, Chris in the shower, adjusting the shower head. You don't see anything. She's in the shower and she is on another one of those super shot of like 16 mil or something. I mean, it's scratchy. The shots of her in the shower are scratchy. They're grungy. They're sort of faded looking. They look, they look like they're on film. Whereas like the shots of Tommy, the uh, the shot of Billy and the couple shots of Tommy we're about to have, those look like just the lighting, like we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment, but they look like the video, video kind of lighting or, or was, but if this, uh, I, I think the thing that's, that's, that's getting me with this is that I keep thinking of this as a 1988 film when kind of sort of sometimes films looked like this had that sort of lighting but they didn't really in 84 in 84 they didn't in 84 they look more or less the same way they did in 81 and 80 you know in 88 was a whole different ballpark whole different ball game i mean i'm sure there were plenty of folks shooting on film to make it look not video like video but to to make it work better for video because video had its issues um but yeah, so so you get yeah the shot of her in the shower, and then the most chaste shower scenes you've ever shots you've ever seen. It's just basically it's her from like the 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 like mid arm up. There's no boobery. There's no we're going by your tush kind of thing or leg going up the legs, uh, going to thigh town. You know anything like that? It's all very demure, and she's just taking a shower, and she looks the most natural. When she's taking a shower, she's honestly taking a shower. She's not channeling anything. She's not doing a British accent. She's just taking a shower. And um, in exciting news, she adjusts the shower head. Boom. Um, uh, I usually adjust the shower head before I turn the water on. But then Chris is an enigma. An enigma wrapped in a jersey that says 10 on it. And then the third shot is basically outside the window. I'd love to know like what they were on when they were outside this window. Although, for all I know, they are on... Um, well, no, but because in the previous minute, Linda looked out and looked down, and we saw a point-of-view shot going down the ground. For all I know, they could be on the first floor, but no, you see the bedroom in the background. I don't think it's the first floor. I think they're they're up on something, and they're looking in through it, and you see Tommy kind of move around, and he leans out, and he looks out the night sky, and he looks down, and then he goes over to the bed, uh, gets into bed, end of shot three, Close up on him in the bed with his tongue sticking out, which I find kind of gross. He's very pink. He's like a hog or something. I don't know. He's, he's yeah. I, I think with the the shirt, he's the shirt and him. This is very pink, very hogish, and not boss hog, but just hog. The young one of the younger hogs. Did boss hog was boss hog married with children? I, I don't remember. Last time I tried to watch Dukes of Hazard, the episode was so stupid I couldn't. Um, I, I literally had to grab my copy of the Complete Essays of Montaigne and read about ten to fifteen pages worth to get my brain back to just base level intelligence. But yeah, so Tommy's there and he's got his hands behind his head and he's got his tongue sticking out. He's excited. He's thinking about Chris. He's got his shirt off. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, um, from the from the left side of the screen, the hairy arm of the killer with a scalpel slices across his neck, and the blood kind of sprays better than it does over the goofy-looking guy with the big hair at the, the 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 bench, the bus bench. But it's still he makes some gurgling noises, but it doesn't look horribly fatal. And then it cuts back to Chris, and she is showering, 
and the camera pans to the right and again we don't see anything the camera pans to the right and we see the door and the door begins to open oh boy let me just say before we leave this minute that's a pretty nice bathroom she's got there um i see it's got a window in it which is always cool uh and uh there's there seems to be another door like like um when you walk in like another door on the right i'm wondering what that i'm wondering maybe is the toilet in there could the toilet be in there i don't know i haven't seen the rest of it um uh, well um uh, or have i Let, uh, give me a moment I have not seen the rest of it well. I'm wondering if that's a room with the, with the toilet in it, like a separate room, so you can you can sit in the shower, you can shower while someone else has taken one. Maybe I don't know. I don't. Maybe that she keeps she keeps her bidet hidden. That's her shame. She got it. She has it always. She always has it set on monsoon. You gotta put your butt over this. Sorry, we just finished um, the fourth season of Broad City a couple days ago. There's a great bidet scene in that. Um, but that is, uh, the, the, where are we? 28, 28 minute of, of Last Slumber Party, almost a half an hour in and for a 71 minute film, that is a kind of an accomplishment. So let us, um, bemoan the loss of Tommy, who I'm sure from that slightly slit throat is completely and utterly dead and, um, say hooray for Chris in the shower and Billy in the house and whatever the hell else is going on. Ah, listen to this. 